every single thing we do in society, whether it's online or whether it's through more traditional、uh, means, revolves around the word. And so we need we need literacy. We need people to be literate. We need people to understand their language or languages and、uh, and be able to communicate. And, and literacy is critical. Welcome everyone to the Literacy Quebec podcast, a podcast for lifelong literacy learners in Quebec. Literacy is more than just knowing how to read and write; it's about being able to interact with the world around you to your fullest potential. We're your hosts, Jamie Cudmore and Chris Shee. Welcome, everybody, to the second episode of season three of the Literacy Quebec podcast. How are we all doing? Hi, everyone. <laughs> hey, Jamie. How are you? I'm I'm getting over a cold, but I'm good.、Yeah. How are you, Chris? <laughs> yeah, we are on fire. So,、uh, with the upcoming election, guys, on the 21st of October, our theme for the next few episodes is going to be about. Literacy and civic engagement. So we will feature special guests who will talk with us about the importance of participating in the election that's coming up, and why you should vote, why your vote matters, and what are some of the barriers and the opportunities there are to civic engagement. Jamie, pretty it's exciting. A, it's a jam. It is. I mean, we, we're going to make we're going to make politics and voting exciting, Jamie. <laughs> I think that、uh, that's a challenge that I'm willing to accept for this,、uh, these coming episodes. On, on this week's episode, it's the first of our election special, and we speak with the Honorable David Lametti, who's the Member of Parliament for LaSalle, MR, and Verdun, and that's where the Literacy Quebec office is located. He's the Minister of Justice and the Attorney General of Canada. He was really generous with his time. We learn about his role and the perspective of civic engagement from、uh, a candidate and a member of Parliament's perspective. That was very interesting. And we also get to talk to Melanie Valtin in our members' moment from Frontier College about the connections between literacy and civic engagement. And she also speaks about a forum that's nationwide that's happening. On September seventeenth, across Canada and online.、Mm, tomorrow, in fact. Tomorrow, yeah. So you can actually register for that and、uh, get on on a webinar that they're producing too. So、um, if you can't make it to Toronto, get online.、Mm-hmm. There's also、uh, a location in Montreal that I'll be attending to listen in on the discussion.、Oh. All right. Excellent, fantastic. So, I guess、uh, as part of the election series, we will be talking about the voting basics. So, Jamie and I will will continue to chat about that and how to register and and check if you are registered to vote. And then we close the show with the upcoming member events. Wow, this is a, an exciting episode. <laughs> so let's get to it. Literacy Lowdown, where we interview a special guest for this week's episode's theme. At this week's Literacy Lowdown, I got a chance to speak with the Honorable David Lametti, who visited the LQ office back in August. We had the chance to speak about his role in Parliament and why it is important for everyone to participate in not only elections. But to get involved in their communities when it's not even election season,、mm-hmm. 
So a little about who a member of parliament is and how voting in the federal election helps you to be represented at the national level of government. According to the government's guide to the Canadian House of Commons, our parliament has three parts, the Queen, the Senate and the House of Commons. Together, they make the laws in Canada. So when we vote in the federal election, we vote for a representative to represent us in the House of Commons for our riding or the region that we live in. Canada has a first-past-the-post system. That means the candidate with the most votes wins a seat in the House of Commons as a member of Parliament or MP. And there are 338 MPs. The party with the most MPs or seats who wins makes up the government usually. And the leader of the party becomes the prime minister. Currently, the Liberal Party has the majority of the seats and has the most MPs. And so Justin Trudeau is our prime minister. The party with the second most candidates winning seats is the official opposition, and they often challenge the majority party in power about their decisions. The major parties in Canada are the Liberals, Conservatives, the New Democratic Party, the NDP, the Green Party, but there are other smaller parties across Canada as well. When we vote, we have the opportunity to vote for issues and representatives who will talk about our needs in the government when laws and policies are being made. Yeah, so that's why it's so important to vote so that we we have a voice. Mm. That's right. I mean, as I was saying before the, the show, Jamie, was that growing up, I never had an interest in politics or what have you because I didn't relate to the fact that my vote, my voice had anything any power in saying something but it does in fact and you know what we're hoping to do with this show is to get people excited about having a say and making a difference in what they want in their communities in their country yeah that's right it's important to keep in mind that say you voted for an mp and they didn't get elected they you still have a representative right. your voice can still be heard either through your mp or also uh through the actions that you take in your community if you get involved you bet so I guess we can share a little bit about the Honourable David Lametti and from his bio, he was a, a full professor in the Faculty of Law at McGill University, specialising in property, intellectual property, as well as private and comparative law. So Mr Lametti served as a parliamentary secretary from 2015 until 2019 when he was appointed Minister of Justice and Attorney General of Canada. He is a member of the Liberal Party and represents LaSalle, MR and Verdun. It was so, really great to talk to yeah. him and uh, I hope that you enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I had. Welcome everyone. I'm here with David Lametti, who is the Member of Parliament representing LaSalle, MR Verdun and the Minister of Justice and the Attorney General of Canada. Welcome. Hi. Pleased How to be are here. you? I'm very well. Thank, thank you. you for joining us today. I wonder if you could talk about what your role is. As I mentioned, you have three roles. They're quite big. You're also a teacher. Yeah. Well, I'm 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 on leave from my teaching for now. Uh, so so uh, I'm a, I'm a law professor at McGill, but I'm on public service leave. So over the time being, I'm doing no teaching. I think first and foremost, I'm a member of parliament. So I represent people in my riding, which is LaSalle and Mard Verdun, mm -hmm. and I have. So a dual role, I take their concerns to Parliament and uh, in, in a sense represent constituents, all of them together or groups of constituents or individual constituents with their, uh, with their concerns regarding the federal government, federal government programming uh, and direction of law. 
the kinds of policies that we want to have. And then to some extent, I'm also helping to explain our government's policies to my constituents. So it's, so I'm a, I'm a bridge in many ways in that regard. I vote on laws. I'm a legislator. So I have that legislative role as a member of parliament. I'm also a member of cabinet. So I'm the, I'm the Minister of Justice and the Attorney General uh, of Canada. They're two distinct roles. Uh, the Minister of Justice has the overall responsibility for our justice system. So the criminal code, other related laws, as well as the, the policies surrounding uh, the criminal justice system, the appointment of judges, uh, and, and the proper functioning, really, of, of, of the justice system as a whole. As Attorney General, I'm the government's lawyer. So I have a supervisory role over the, the prosecution of claims. I, I work with the Director of Public Prosecutions. We have a, an arm's length prosecution service. I have a supervisory role with respect to that, but I'm also the, the party named on any case against the government of Canada. Mm. It's always the Attorney General of Canada. So I do some policy work in terms of deciding on the general direction for litigation. Uh, but I'm also the, the, the chief lawyer, and I'll give a, I'll give legal opinions to the prime minister. My department will give legal opinions to other government department, departments in, in the same way that lawyers serve their clients. So the ministry itself, the department, is a massive uh, department across Canada. So it's a lot of work. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it is a dream job for me because I'm a I'm a jurist, and and to be able to be a minister of justice and attorney general is really quite. Uh, it's quite fulfilling. So I'm, I'm having, uh, I'm, I'm challenged, but I'm, I'm, I'm challenged with a smile. I'm having fun with it. I can see that smile. Yeah. <laughs> Our listeners can't, but I can see you smiling as you're explaining that. Can you explain what is civic participation? Why is it important? And how does it fit into the government? Well, it's, it's critically important because we have a democratic system. So at, at bottom, it means that people have to participate at the very least by voting. Uh, at the very least, by getting out and voting, uh, and there's a, I guess there's a, a secondary obligation to be informed about voting. So, so being informed about the the various options that one has in voting, which political parties, which candidates, what what they stand for, uh, both as individuals and as political parties, what the platforms are. There's also it isn't just about voting. It's it's about building our society, and and if we want to have a better society. People need to be involved at a variety of different uh, variety of different levels. Some of its some of its representation at the municipal level, at the provincial level, at the federal level, but some of it's getting involved with community groups and community organizations, and either as as a volunteer or or perhaps it's a career and it's paid work. But it's it's about building it's about building a better place. We can't live as individuals on an island. We we live together and. All of us, I think, have some level of responsibility for making the community, however you want to define it, whether it's whether it's you know, Verdun or whether it's the Southwest or whether it's Quebec or Montreal or whether it's Canada, however you do, or the world, however you define yourself or define your geography, uh, you have an obligation to try to make it better. Wow. As a candidate, it sounds like you're really passionate and this is one way of expressing civic participation. It is one way. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I think I, I tried to do it indirectly as a professor. Uh, I tried to educate and, and tried to also push people towards public service careers, uh, which I, I think I, I think it's I had some success in that. But it, but it can be done at, at many different levels. Not everyone has to be a candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everyone. Uh, I think everyone has to vote. But there are different ways that we participate in society. I think we all have to. 
If people wanted to know more about candidates during the electoral process, during the campaigns, where do they find information? How do they find out who to vote for, what, what to look for that matches their values? What, what well, would you suggest? Every candidate is going to put out uh, literature. And, and it will be in paper format, it will be in electronic format, so it'll be on web pages, Facebook pages, and that sort of thing, uh, as well as, uh, as manifestos or, or political statements or, or policy statements that might come to your door in a, in a more traditional format. There will be events. You can get out and meet your candidates uh, at all candidates' meetings, or you can walk into any one of the campaign. Everyone will have a campaign office or somewhere, and you'll be able to walk in and say, I want to meet the candidate. And I suspect every single candidate will say, okay, we'll figure out a time. That's where I met you in your opening. That was a that's, really lovely uh, day. That's right. Lots of people there. And that's you, right. That's you, right. Uh, talked about what you were advocating for, campaigning for. So I, I really encourage people to go out to the offices because it's a great place. There's no better way. And, yeah. and, I, and I can assure people that every single political candidate and campaign will, will welcome uh, anyone who, wants, mm -hmm. uh, who sincerely wants more information. Do you have any stories or experiences that you want to share about literacy, either like a skill you learned or a time that you advocated for literacy, uh, what it means to you? Well, it, I think I learned... I realized as a parent how important it was to read to my kids. And I realized how much it meant to me that my parents uh, read to me. My, my parents uh, came from Italy uh, and so were literate in Italian, uh, but had less developed skills, let's say, in English. And, and yet they still read to me uh, mm. in English. And so it meant a great deal to me, uh, looking back, that uh, they read to me in, in a language that, that they were not necessarily comfortable in. And I understood quickly that, that I, had, I had developed a better capacity in English uh, than they did, and they still read to me. And it was, yeah. still, it was still absolutely lovely. As an immigrant kid, I did a lot of, I did a lot of their literacy. I mean, it's, it's common in, in immigrant families for the, the children to be doing yeah. the translating for the parents. And so I did a lot of that respectfully, but I realized how important a skill it was. And my parents realized how important a skill it was because they pushed us all to go to school. So every single thing we do in society, whether it's online or whether it's through more traditional uh, means, is, uh, revolves around the word. And so we need, we need literacy. We need people to be literate. We need people to understand their language or languages and, uh, and be able to communicate and, and literacy is critical. Thank you. Do you have any final thoughts? Anything you want to leave our listeners with? I love books. I was, I, I, I still am, I guess, an academic uh, and I, and I love, I love paper books. I do a lot of my reading online now, but let's continue to love books. Let's continue to love newspapers. Uh, let's continue to read online and let's, let's, let's read to our kids. Uh, let's read to our parents. Let's, let's do whatever we need to do to make, to continue to make this a vibrant part of, of our everyday life. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Okay, Members Moment. So in this week's Members Moment, Jamie had a chat with Melanie Vassin, the Regional Director for Quebec, Nanawat and Atlantic Canada from Frontier College. And she spoke about uh, the connections between literacy and civic engagement. In a recent discussion paper by Frontier College, they wrote that research has shown that Canadians with lower levels of literacy, numeracy and problem solving skills report weaker connections with their communities and society. They also explain that adult literacy is measured on a scale from 0 to 5, with 5 being the highest level of literacy. 
In 2013, a study found that 49% of Canadians have literacy scores below level three, and 17% of Canadians have a score of one or below. The paper observes that if barriers to civic engagement, such as lower literacy, affect certain people and groups in Canadian society at a higher proportion, then our democracy cannot serve the needs of us all equally. Mel talks about these points and how the barriers between literacy and civic engagement can be overcome with more investment in money and resources. And she discusses the forum on literacy and civic engagement uh, tomorrow, September 17, that's happening across Canada and online. So it's great to hear that they're actually doing something about facilitating, you know, people with lower literacy levels to get them more engaged in this whole political process. I'm speaking with Melanie Velsin from Frontier College. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Jamie. Can you talk about what your role is at Frontier College and who Frontier College is, what services you offer? Of course. So uh, Frontier College, basically, we are a national uh, literacy organization, nonprofit. We were established in 1899, mainly on the belief that literacy is a, is a human right, you know, uh, for all. And so we work in collaboration with community-based agencies and different institutions uh, across the country to provide, I guess, innovative literacy and numeracy supports to individuals that need it most, that are underserved in terms of literacy services. And so each year we reach over 40,000, you know, children, youth, adults that have the opportunity to participate in our programs. And we do this in about 100, close to 150 communities across the country. Uh, here in Quebec, we work uh, in Montreal, Sherbrooke, and Quebec City. And we also work in the James Bay area, as well as in uh, Nunavik. And so my role at Frontier College is, uh, I've been here for a long time, 17 years. <laughs> counting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, learning uh, new things every day. So I am the regional director for Quebec, Nunavut, and Atlantic Canada. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure for me to be here with you. Great, thank you. As you know, the federal election is going to come up pretty soon. And uh, this month, we're at the Literacy Quebec podcast, we're doing a special feature on civic literacy and engagement. Could you give us a definition of what civic engagement is? Yes, of course. Well, at Frontier College, we produced a, a discussion paper about this particular topic. So uh, I'll be glad to, to define some of those important concepts in, in this election time, as you mentioned, with you today. So basically, uh, civic engagement, well, it's, it's a very important part of our lives. Uh, it's the way that we enact change and improve the quality of life uh, in our communities, right? So I guess the goal of civic engagement is to address public concerns, and it, it can really take many forms. Maybe I can give an example or two. Civic engagement, it's when we vote or we volunteer in an election uh, process. It's when we donate money to a charitable or political cause. It's, it's when we work with you know, our fellow community members to solve a, a problem that is uh, affecting our neighborhood or our community. Just to name a few. And uh, your discussion paper makes the connection between literacy and civic engagement. Could you explain a little bit about those connections? Of course. Well, as we know, uh, I'm sure that your auditors know that literacy includes uh, reading, writing and numeracy, basically, as well as skills that are related to, you know, critical thinking, problem solving, you know, all, all essential skills that are necessary to understand and participate fully uh, in, in today's world. 
So yes, there are very clear connections between literacy and civic engagement. Basically, for example, research shows that Canadians with lower literacy levels report weaker connections with their com within or with their communities and society. You know, low literacy levels basically can negatively affect a person's self-esteem, which in turn may prevent that person from, you know, speaking up or getting involved or participating in public life, you know, and it's each person's ability to participate in the community and in public life is part of the overall health of, a, of, of our society and of our communities. You know, our thriving society basically uh, usually includes a population that's, you know, civically engaged and invested, uh, you know, in the overall well-being of its members. So if barriers to civic engagement disproportionately affect uh, certain people and groups of Canadians in, in our Canadian society, well, then I guess our democracy cannot really serve the need of all its citizens, you know, and, and constituents. So mm -hmm. equally. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the ways to reduce this barrier, this disconnect between low literacy and civic engagement? I think that your report talks about this and you're going to have a forum coming up in September. For sure. Well, let me answer your first question and then maybe I can tell you that's it uh, about the forum, the upcoming forum. So basically, yes, again, uh, improving literacy, you know, it, it helps when we improve literacy levels of individuals and of communities or in communities, it helps to build a, a fairer and more prosperous society. And so basically improving literacy, we could say, helps to remove barriers to civic engagement. At Frontier, we see this firsthand. You know, we when we work with individuals and, and help them improve their skills through our community-based programming, we see that we can really improve life success for individuals and their communities and across many dim dimensions of their private and public life. You know, so I guess higher literacy can boost, you know, the economic and financial success of individuals and the economy as a whole, and it can reduce poverty and, and it can improve health and lift community engagement, which is also a part of, a, uh, of civic engagement. And it, it leads to a higher standard of living. So it's actually quite hard to identify any other issue that can have such a large payoff to individuals and, and the society as a whole. So how do we, how do we reduce <laughs> barriers so that uh, all Canadians can, you know, be fully civically engaged? That's the question uh, that we're going to explore during an upcoming forum that will be held in Winnipeg. So Frontier College on September 17th will host a national forum to discuss how literacy skills levels uh, have a direct effect on voting and volunteering and advocating basically on civic engagement and we're going to try to address the the questions and issues that i mentioned earlier so the forum it will be held in winnipeg and it will be hosted in collaboration with elections canada uh, and it's sponsored by canada life who's been one of our supporters for a long time and so basically we will the forum is, is going to be a free event and it's going to be there, there will be uh, simultaneous uh, conferences that will be held in uh, Whitehorse and Vancouver, uh, in Cortes Island and in Menton, Thunder Bay, Toronto, Montreal, Quebec City, Halifax and for the first time in Iqaluit as well. We're really excited. So the conference, again, will be hosted in Winnipeg, but live stream in those uh, satellite conferences. 
low literacy can be a barrier to civic engagement. So we're going to try to answer some of, uh, of those questions. For example, uh, what we can do to strengthen the profile of literacy as a vital component of civic engagement or how we might change aspects of public life and political processes to better engage uh, individuals who face barriers to participation. We'll also look, of course, of course at the current best practices in literacy and in civic engagement. Do you know what some of the best practices are or some of the strategies that are being that will be used in this upcoming election to engage people with low literacy in the, the elections? That's a very good question. I'll, I'll answer in a very general, broad way, because I yeah. think uh, that's what we're trying. I think those questions are pending, uh, mm-hmm. both on the civic engagement front and on the literacy front. And there are some uh, practices that have been put forward, some programs. Uh, basically, it'll be exposed and revealed uh, and discussed during the forum. But I'd like to, my answer to your question would be that basically we know what needs to be done in, in, in order to increase uh, literacy levels in Canada. We need a commitment from all levels of governments. We need the industry and the employers and the business sector to be involved. We need the whole country to uh, back up, to be behind this issue and see it as a priority. Uh, because as I mentioned earlier, again, it's not just a question of civic engagement, but when we boost the literacy levels, it's all aspects of an individual life and, and of a community life that are boosted. So yes, civic engagement also people's uh, health, people's access to housing, to education, to employment. So again, investments and, and putting literacy as a, as a fundamental human right and really making sure that we understand that literacy is a a fundamental human right for all. If we recognize that and we invest and create strategies, national strategies to boost our literacy levels, already going to be having a great impact on uh, civic engagement and on our democracy as a whole. Wow, it's uh, such a huge topic uh, that you're going to be discussing. Uh, Is there anything else you would like to add about uh, civic engagement, civic literacy, the event that's coming up or where people can find out more about Frontier College and the service that you provide? For sure. So first of all, if you'd like more information about Frontier College, please visit our website, www.frontiercollege.ca. We are right now in um, in our recruitment period. Our programs are starting with the new uh, the start of the new school year. So if you'd like to be involved, please join us as a volunteer. Uh, you'll find all the information you need on our website. And uh, also, again, with the upcoming election, let's keep that discussion going about uh, literacy and civic engagement. If you want to join the discussion or learn more about that topic, well, in Montreal, we're hosting a satellite conference of the forum at l'Écomusée du Fier Monde. This is close to Metro Berry-Ucam. And so we're going to have first uh, watch the panel and then we're going to have a great uh, discussion about our local priorities with the participants and facilitated by Execo, which is a kind of a civic engagement organization. So all the information about the Montreal, the Winnipeg or any other satellite conference on our website. Thank you so much. This was a really great conversation because I, I don't think that many people realize the, the barriers that exist for people with low literacy in voting 
in being active in civic engagement and standing up for what they believe because there are so many structural barriers that exist. So this forum and the work that you do at Frontier College is, is very important, especially the research papers that you put out. Well, thank you, Jamie. And uh, yeah, I hope that we keep these conversations going, as I was saying. And I thank you also yeah. for hosting such an amazing um, an amazing uh, podcast, because I think it's bringing this issue to the forefront uh, of the conversation. Well, thank you. Our podcast exists because we get to speak to great people like you. So thank you again. You so well. So we wanted to do a special segment with the upcoming election to give a little bit of information about how to vote, how to register, but just the basics. So this is our special segment on focus on the election. Are you feeling inspired? Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you pumped up, Jamie, now to, uh, to go and, and have your say? After talking to these two great people today, I am... It is. It's on that. It's funny. When you start talking about and delving into, you know, the voting process and you understand it and the fact that you can have more power by putting a vote in, it actually does... Um, make you feel like you have a bit more control of about where, you know where where our politicians and the and the leaders of our country are going right so it's true it, it it does it's uh so i'm glad you're feeling pumped up about it it's good <laughs> but uh, i know it can be a bit intimidating because there oh, right. are lots of rules there's regulations when to vote where to vote it, it can be confusing so so that's mm. what we thought this segment would be, be helpful you so, bet we're going to be talking about registration, finding out if you're registered, how can you check if you're registered, maybe there's something you need to change because you've moved or maybe you've had a name change. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to check that today. You bet. So there's a few things to keep in mind. So Jamie and I, we're going to roll off just a bit of a list, a checklist for you guys, if you want to call it another way. <laughs> so, uh, so number one, you must be a Canadian citizen and 18 years or older to vote. You must be able to prove your identity and address. If you've registered and you have not recently moved, you may have already received a card from the government with instructions on how and where to vote. And maybe you haven't received the card yet and you're wondering how should you register? Maybe you already are registered, but you're not sure if you're registered on the National Register of Electors to vote, you can use the online voter registration service or you can call a government number that's 1-800-463-6868 or in person at any Elections Canada office until October 15th. And we'll provide all of these this information on our show notes, of course. You can also register when you go to vote on the 21st of October, that's the official election day at your polling station or during the advanced polls on October 11th, 12th, 13th, or 14th. And if you're already registered, but you need to update your information after a move or a name change, as we said, you can visit or call the places that we just listed. And again, we'll have links in our show notes. Excellent. We will also provide a link to the list of accepted IDs that you will need for registration and to vote. There are three basic options that you have. So number one, show your driver's license or any other Canadian government issued ID with your photo name and current address. And option number two, you can show two pieces of ID. Both must have your name and at least one must have your current address on it. It could be your voter information card that was mailed to you and a bank statement. 
or a utility bill, like a hydro bill and a student ID card. You can see the link in the show notes for a full list of accepted options. And you can also call for an audio format of the list at 1-800-463-6868. Oh, that's excellent, Jamie. The fact that it's in audio format. So for, for folks that are looking for that option, I mean, to, to hear those options um, rather than having to read it or what have you is a very good, very good option. So, you know, make sure you call that number. Number three, if you don't have ID, you can still vote and register if you make a declaration or a statement in writing um, and have someone who knows you like a friend or a family member who is also assigned to your polling station. They'll need to also prove their identity and address, of course. So, you know, check in the show notes for more information and uh, we'll certainly include all that there for you. Upcoming events. Jamie, we have upcoming events and Frontier Colleges Forum is actually tomorrow on literacy and civic engagement, September 17th, all across Canada online. And uh, you mentioned before that we could get to an event in Montreal, but the main event is in Toronto. Is that correct? The main event is in Winnipeg, actually. And, <laughs> Great. and they're having um, discussions all across Canada, so in different cities across Canada. So Toronto is one of the locations, Montreal is as well. But mm-hmm. if you can't make it to any of the cities, uh, you can check out the webinar, the Facebook Live events that are happening. Fantastic. Next, uh, many of our members have actually got back from their their summer break and uh, starting up again their programming. So we'll send through the notes, but uh, be sure to check out all their events on Facebook and their websites. For example, the Learning Exchange out in Laval starting in October, they're going to be running a program through to January 2020. And they've actually, they're going to be sponsoring the ABC Life Literacies Up Skills for Work series to adult learners. And so check out that information. It's going to be a sensational program to help learners actually uh, engage in the job force and, and help them, you know, gain employment and keep employment and, you know, learn all those soft skills that are required to, to, to keep on keeping on in your work career. So the TLE, the Learning Exchange, during the month of September, they're going to be accepting new and used books in English and French for all children and adults to be given away to the public. And lastly, they've got a jam-packed a few months coming up. They've also got a program called Thousands of Books Before Kindergarten Reading Program, which has run from October 2018 to 2019. That's to support families in the development of language and literacy skills in their young children. You know, so look out for heaps of fun throughout the year. So check that out. The Western Quebec Literacy Council has two digital literacy workshops, uh, e-parent workshops, on October 22nd and November 5th, and we'll share their Facebook event on our show notes. Mm. That's going to be yep. that's going to be huge, Jamie, because Sharon out there is going to uh, share for parents about you know all the ins and outs about uh, applications that kids are using and digital media that kids are using that maybe parents aren't across. So that, that'll be pretty good to to learn about that stuff, you know. So that I, I imagine it's uh, a bit challenging to stay one step ahead. Uh, when it comes to digital literacy and all of the apps that are out there for kids. So uh, that sounds like a great opportunity. 
Yeah. Next, we have Shadagay Valley Literacy Council. They have English workshops starting from October 8th, so make sure you check that out. Uh, the Quebec City Reading Council has Fall Fest and Traveling Toddler Time, September 21st and October 18th. And then uh, Literacy Quebec and Reclaim down at Verdun, we're actually are going to be exhibiting a kiosk down at the Fête des Quartiers de Verdun uh, on the September 28th. So we're going to be uh, down there with a bunch of other organizations and commercial businesses promoting everything Verdun. So you can come down there and look for a whole bunch of services in French and in English. And, and basically it's a chance for us to showcase what we do in the English speaking community of Quebec and uh, showcase our services to the public. So. And hey, we're already thinking about 2020. Uh, we, we are. We are starting to do our warm-up stretches for the 2020 charity race. That's April 25th to the 26th. You bet. So we're going to be look out, guys. We're going to be contacting you about becoming a runner, raising some awareness uh, around the, the province of Quebec for literacy services that our members put on. Uh, obviously, raising some funds so that we can fund the literacy programs that our members put on and. Uh, uh, reinvest in li everything literacy. Yeah, I uh, I was inspired by you last year. Maybe I'll sign up for that half marathon. But uh, all right, a walk, a five k run, a ten k run. So there's lots Gosh, of options. You've heard it first hand yeah. here on yeah. the Literacy Quebec podcast that Jamie. It's You've yeah. got witnesses, 21 kilometers. Uh -huh. You can't back out now. <laughs> I mean, it's months away, so I yeah, think you've got plenty of training. Yeah. You got it. So those are the upcoming events, which we're really excited about. Fantastic. I love it. It's always a lot of fun with you, Jamie, doing this podcast. I love it. It's, it's <laughs> you too. Good, it's good to have fun in the in the job, job place, huh? Yeah, um, uh, exactly. All right. So I guess uh, that sort of comes to the end of our podcast. It's been a huge one on civic and uh, literacy and engagement. And so I guess we have a few thank yous to, to mention. Yeah. So thank you to the Honourable David Lametti and his team and Mel Vassen from Frontier College. Thank you for the time you spent with mm. us and sharing your thoughts on literacy and civic engagement. Look out for upcoming events in season three episodes for more civic and literacy to prepare for the upcoming election. So we're still gonna focus on this theme. And as always, if you have any input, any suggestions, any questions you want to uh, send to us, please uh, reach out to us at admin at literacyquebec.org. You can send us a voicemail at 514-508-6805. You can reach out on Facebook, like us and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Literacy Quebec. Please subscribe and share our podcast so we can connect with others and uh, spread the word about literacy. You bet. Hashtag Literacy Matters. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.